Hey everybody, welcome back to Diva Dads. We literally just lost Rodney. Literally. <laughs> we are doing this literally. live for the first time and Rodney disappeared. Rodney didn't want to. And Rodney's gone. Rodney's gone. <laughs> I have no idea what just happened. Well, I'm sure he'll be back. How's everybody? Um, you know, it's it's been a really long week. So as you guys know, and as anyone who is watching knows, uh, in two days, um, wow, yeah, we are doing yay! Welcome back, Rodney. Uh, we are hosting I Believe in TTC, our first ever live streamed concert uh, to benefit. Sup, Rod? Hi. Sorry. <laughs> to benefit the theater company. Um, and I have spent every waking moment for the past two weeks working solely on this. Um, this is the first time I've really left my computer to move to another computer today. So I'm doing great, Dana. Doing great. How are you guys? Fantastic. Yes, excellent. Spent a Dana. little time at the pool today. Oh, oh. <laughs> point already. Thank you. <laughs> nail polish is another point, Mike. Still have the oh nail my polish. Gosh. Gotta let it go off. Filmed that a week ago. <laughs> Mike, true. How was your week? It was good. It was good. Um, the only person that is busier at TTC stuff right now is, of course, Adrian. Um, I would probably be third. Dana, you're doing a lot no. too. So, no, yeah, you're, you're you are. definitely second. Oh, uh oh. But no, just um, this has been a great week. We closed on our house, um, getting the marketing stuff for TTC. Um, and of course, I'll always say go to ibelieveintc.com, plug, wink, wink, um, and definitely check us out. The videos, the performances, the musicals are going to be amazing, like oh, amazing. So check us out Saturday, July 18th at 7 p.m. Carrie and I did our, our little commercial yesterday, and I realized we'd—I don't think we'd ever really sung together, me and Carrie. So we did that a lot, and then eventually recorded the clips for the commercial. Well, and I. I watched that before 8 a.m. I don't know if y'all saw the little note this morning, but uh, you guys have to warn people when you do stuff like that because I was wrecked for the entire day. I started tearing up. It's like I hadn't heard a live performance. Um, oh, my God. It was amazing. You guys did amazing. You know it wasn't live, right? It was a video. I mean, you know what I meant. <laughs> TTC performance. It was amazing. I'm kidding. All right. We have so much to do. Do we want to say anything else about I Believe in TTC? Get there, watch it. Yeah, watch it. I mean, clearly we can do some sort of something via live, so let's do it. I'm excited. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. Don't worry. You're not in charge of it. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fine. Ooh, special guest. Ooh, who could this be? I know Coco is Coco's not happy. <laughs> So if anyone's watching live, um, I have eaten nothing but handfuls of Honey Nut Cheerios today. And I was like, you know what? I need tacos and I need a margarita. So I texted our resident Mad Taco guy and was like, who delivers? Like, Grubhub, Uber Eats, like who does Mad Taco? And he was like, I'm here today and I will be your delivery person. What's up, Kiki? Kiki. What's up? <laughs> Grab a seat. You can put everything down right here. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we just started our first live episode. All right. Oh my gosh. So we we just talked about the concert. Rodney, you ready for a drink? Yes. Cool. Dana, I hate to ask you this, but do you have some music for me? I... <laughs> ready? I got That's music fine. for you. Rodney, it's fine. 
There give you go. Theme. Give me a theme. Um, you know, like seventies bedroom music. Oh, let's get it on. There you go. That's what I like to hear. Mm, let's get it on. Yeah. Oh, good. Yep, you're good. Sugar. <laughs> Got a little beat going. <laughs> let's so get it on. Um, We're gonna yeah. get pulled down. You know, using that. Uh, what? Oh, right. uh -oh. Uh, ladies and you gentlemen. You take that from the theater. What? I don't that's, know what you're talking about. That's Alana's. About. What? I've definitely seen <laughs> that wig before, Rodney. This is, this is Alana got that from the theater. 100%. Fabulous. I saw Alana in that. That's amazing. <sighs> well, you know, you can't be a sensitive ponytail man without I'm not a ponytail. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I need us to get into the mood. <laughs> for a cocktail tonight. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to lower the lights. Can you speak up a little bit, sir? We're going to lower the lights really good there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, we got to set that ambiance with a little candle. Candlelight makes it all right. You know you're you know just a segment, not the entire show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Diva burn. So, we're going to. We got the mood set. I don't know why you're in such a hurry, Dana. It's like trying to get this over with. <laughs> it's not All like right. your guest is going to be talking very much. Yeah, well, we got to get some of the spotlight off of her a little bit. So, got to get the. Oh, wait. Oh, God. That's a little bit thorny. Anyway, so today our cocktail of the week is sex on the beach. That's right, sex on the beach. Um, however, uh, since uh, your resident cocktail connoisseur is uh, going keto, this is called the fat bastard uh, sex on the beach because it's keto <laughs> uh so the first thing you're gonna need is you're gonna need shaker and you're going to fill your shaker with ice you are going to add an ounce and a half of vodka that is tito's you're going to add half an ounce of cranberry vodka this is a uh, deep eddy cranberry, but you can choose whatever. If you want to go non-Texas vodka, I suppose you could do that, but I don't know why. Then you're going to need half an ounce of peach vodka. This is Lone Star peach. Look, 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 look. And the recipe calls for a little bit of Mio energy tropical fusion because you got to keep it tropical you know what i'm saying uh, but go light on this because it'll it's going to add a lot of sweetness so just a little bit just a little bit all right so then you need your glass and you're going to shake it oh no my glass does not fit dang it fail how am i going to do this without making have you ever actually been a bartender rodney no <laughs> Okay, just checking. It doesn't matter. It wasn't obvious, huh? All right, so I, I kind of gave it a light shake. 
you're going to strain that ice out over some more ice. I don't know why, Adrian. This is just what the recipe calls for. I guess it's because fresh ice is better. You can chop. All right. Have I ever been a bartender? Sure. I just, I'm shocked that no one has snatched you up. Like that. Uh oh. Uh oh. Topo Chico. The segment is saved. So, top it off with a little Topo Chico. And I will say that as you go, because it's got a lot of vodka in it, as you go, just kind of keep that Topo topping it off. Give it a twirl. You're ready for the night. Oh my <laughs> right, that's god. It. My goodness. That's it. Oh. Come god. on, introduce the guest stuff. Yeah, Mike. All righty. All right. So we are going to introduce our special guest tonight. Um it is, of course, Christy Petty, better known as KP, better known as our TTC Diva Dad's co-star Rosie from Mamma Mia, which she did an amazing job. Um, she actually came to theater company in 2001, so she's a super, super long-time alum. Uh, been in tons and tons of shows at TTC. Um, she is a local business owner in Bryan, Texas, but not just a business owner. She helped singly revitalize downtown Bryan, which is now thriving today. She is mother extraordinaire to an amazing TTC team, Jackson Petty and of course wife to the great jim bob mccown we are going to introduce now our co-star christy petty she's gonna have to mute youtube who are we muting youtube christy petty is gonna have to mute oh i thought rodney said a bad word what just happened there's an empty <laughs> chair. So, as you guys know, and as anyone who's watching knows, uh, yep. Yep. in two She's uh, killing me. Yeah, we are doing. Uh, we are hosting live. herself and her <laughs> uh, To benefit that run. Christy Petty moment. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, oh. oh, there she is. Hey, could you mute YouTube for us, Christy? Can you mute YouTube? Yeah, but hold on, Christy. Please turn off your YouTube. Like, just turn it off. I thought I did. I don't know where it's coming from. It's awesome. Dana's going to have an aneurysm. I'm good. I'm good. Are you? I'm great. Your <laughs> it's still going. How is it still going? Rolling with the punches. That's right. So we just got a comment from YouTube. Uh, Catherine wants to know if that wig is from Joseph. I don't know. All I know is it's from upstairs in the wig room. 
I have no idea why it's that All right, like let's that. find out who it is. Now we just have to. Okay. All right. Good. Oh, it disappeared when I muted Christy Patty. <laughs> this is great. Do you have it playing? Do you have YouTube playing on your computer? Okay. All right. Yes, so somewhere should... there's YouTube in your house. Just playing. There... <laughs> I think she's doing this on purpose. Just I feel like, yeah, that. I feel like she is too. Oh, she's just messing yeah. with us. Don't worry, you're not in charge. Thank God. Do you have it playing? Do you have YouTube playing? <laughs> Let's gonna keep drinking. This is the drinking segment. <laughs> give me, give me a second. Coco is. So, if anyone's watching live, um, I have eaten nothing but handfuls of Honey Nut Cheerios today. Um, you know what? We're getting a recap. Yeah. Oh. Hi, are you calling? Yeah. yeah. So, somewhere on your computer, YouTube was playing, which is why we're having, like, a loop. Well, I I turned, I completely closed off everything. I could see everything because I couldn't see anything, but I did a... I did a force quiz. I'm guessing that's what it was. There was nothing on my computer. I, I think you're good to... now. Are we good? Okay, bye. I'll talk to you in a second. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Welcome, that reminds Christy. me of uh, I'm really balls. sorry. It wasn't up or anything. I have two monitors. I don't know what was happening. We're good. That is hilarious. Are we live, guys? Are we live? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yes, we're, we're live. live. Well, when I will then my opening. I had a whole opening now. now. <laughs> I had an opening where I was going to be a guest star and I was going to be fabulous. You are. Oh, you, you are. are. It was great. It's over. It's fine. Definitely it's unforgettable crazy. moment in Diva Dad's history. <laughs> Dana, what's your stress level at this point? I, you have no idea. No cool. <laughs> Do we take a shot? Yeah, sure. No. I'm going to take a yeah. shot of my margarita. Hey, guess what I did? Well, what did you do? Guess what Jim Bob did. What? Can you turn up Jim your Bob mic a little bit? Turn it up, Ooh. off, down. What's happening? Up a little bit. That looks amazing. I'm not sure. Yep. That went Is that, that a Cosmo? Been, I've never been asked to be quieter in my life. Ever. <laughs> first time. First time. <laughs> first live episode. First time. Hi, Jim Bob. Is he back there? Yeah. He has a shirt on. Me. <laughs> and this. I saw Edo. Edo and a Cooper. Edo to Cooper time. Um, this is what Jim Bob made me for tonight. It's a, it's a grapefruit Topo Chico. Nice. And nice. Grapefruit Deep Eddie's vodka with some cherries in. Very nice. That's very close to what I'm drinking. Yeah. So we did that to support the Topo Chicos. We appreciate that. So what you been doing, KP? How's 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 things? They're good. You know, whatever. 2020. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. Uh, we are going to get into the questions uh, right away, and you know, this is a this is a new questioner for the TTC David ads. Uh, Gary Meyer does not normally ask us questions but seeing you I as a guest virus is not normal which I was that's that's fair that's he's fair Gary Meyer. 
He is Gary is married to Nanette, who was has been like best friends with Mandy, my wife, uh, since like high school. So, um, and she was a roommate and everything. And so, yeah, Gary is Gary's. We love love Gary. Gary's questions are weird. Number one, he wants. He says, "Is getting to cuddle with Jim Bob McCowan every night as awesome as I think it must be?" Yes, he's a wonderful <laughs> snuggle bunny. Okay, okay, so that's that's fair. Of course, <laughs> number two, the biggest question we clearly all want to know is: Would you rather have four legs or four arms? What? I don't I know. I don't think about this. I was thinking about it. I read. I pre-read my questions. I was trying to get ready mentally prepared for this evening um and i think i would rather have four legs so i can dance better i would just be excited about being super fast would that help yeah super fast or like because then all we do with the extra arms is more like extra jazz hands i don't know it's more fun i'd probably fall down a whole lot more like twice as much thank you gary for letting me that would be like four more things that you would have, or two more things that you would have to, you know, coordinate. Oh, I was thinking shave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Fair. true. Yeah, not me. This is my, are y'all ready? This is my Adrian Dobson moment. This is what, I have this drink and so I have to do like this. <laughs> I'm, I'm flattered. <laughs> So flattered. Wow. You always make it look so cool when you drink these little fancy drinks. I don't ever do that. And so you're always like, you're like real cute about it. I'm not. <laughs> oh my People God. Here long. Don't worry. That's fine. This <laughs> is amazing. That will go by really fast. That's not what, what he really means. Yeah. Do you like that better? Do you, you made to turn on YouTube again? No, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I next? Um, yep. So, uh, this this question is actually from us diva dads. Uh, why are you so amazing, and why has your name come up on every single episode of Diva Dads? It's her and Paul Early. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. me and Paul Early. Yeah, y'all come up every time. <laughs> I'm not sure about the company I'm keeping right now. I had a really good answer for that, and I'm like, wait a minute. Paul knows other. That's a diva burn on a non-diva. Ooh, no. I see a non-diva though. <laughs> yeah. Very much a diva. Yeah. He's the he's the the missing diva dad. He'll be like. Well, wait. Speaking of divas, Christy, have you recorded your little bit for our video? No. For Saturday. But I've been practicing. Okay, good. <laughs> I was going to do it today, but then I started drinking instead of um, doing that. Doing it while drinking is is preferred. Um, I probably am going to do it at the end. Oh, or maybe we'll do it during Dad's After Dark. That would be very helpful for us. (laughs) I would really appreciate it. Yes. All right. I'm going on to Kelsey's question. So I didn't know this, but you were her first ever choreographer at Theater Company with Music Man. Um, And she wants to know, and I would like to know, are you ever going to take on that choreographer role again? And if so, what show do you want to choreograph? I was thinking about that today. Honestly, probably if I could choreograph any show, I would want to. Sh- I would want to do cabaret. E. Um, I love Fosse, and I love the super stylized 
stuff and like being able to pull from him. I think probably the last time I really choreographed anything was with you. Um, I think, or maybe I did Whorehouse after that. I can't remember which one was first, but when we did, when we did Chicago, um, I just remember how wildly out of practice I was in, cho in choreographing and how hard that is. And it wasn't about being out of shape. It was about being like, I don't, it's been six years since I've done any musical theater dance and I don't even, mental. I don't even. Like it's very <laughs> mental and you're, you're right. You do get out of shape. I feel very out of shape right now. <laughs> yeah. Just being like, I mean, cause I choreographed so many shows in a row that I had moves that I just like, they just happen really naturally. And, um, in my mind and just flowing when you hear the music and I still dance around in the house and stuff. But, um, I do think if I were able to do Chicago though, there's enough stylized, I mean, you have to do Fosse like Fosse. It's not like you have to make up your own dance moves. You just have to compile them in his style. And that would be so fun. Um, I'd also kind of like to be Froelen Schneider, but I don't know. That would be fun. I was actually looking at pictures of our, um, Chicago, um, today because sweet miss Mandy Walker sent me a, a a little alumni video, a little testimonial. So I was, I was looking at all of her, all of her pictures from the theater company. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, I would love to see those because the biggest, the biggest frustration of having ADD is not having a very good memory. So when other people tell me about my memories, I'm like, yes, oh my gosh, I forgot that happened. <laughs> Thank you. So I had to like sit here before today, and I'm like, okay, who all? When did I? I read the questions, so I wouldn't. But I, I feel like I know the answer to this question because she wants to know like what it would take to get you back as a choreographer, but it's time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I was like, it is time to an extent, but I mean, choreography is something that I need to get on my feet under me even more than acting and singing. Yeah. Because it is, um, it is about kind of getting yourself back into that creative thing. But I would, I would love to do that. And it is time. It's so annoyingly time. It's yeah, but I, I, it's the thing I miss out. I've missed so much. That's the thing that I miss probably the most is choreography. But I'm also wildly out of shape. So there's that. Oh, just in time for Mike's questions. Uh, my mom and dad are watching, and their oh. awful dog, Darcy, apparently lost her dang mind when Coco started barking at Keith. <laughs> <laughs> so, hi, Darcy. <laughs> all right, go ahead. All right, all right. Uh, Terry Dobson says, um, Christy, what are some of your favorite? Randy memories. Yes, I know. She's going to be trying to make me an Adrian cry right off the bat. Um, well, it is a day that ends in Y. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> um, I think the thing that I treasure the most, one of the things I treasure the most is completely has nothing to do with the theater. It's the last time I saw Randy. Um, alive and out and about because I didn't get to get to the theater as much as I wanted to back then and I think it was the first Friday in October um, it was pretty quickly before he had passed on And but it was like the end of the night and I was done and I was sitting out in front of the cafe it was closed it was like it was literally like 10 p.m. or something um, and he just strolls up in like beach shorts it was weird the whole thing sometimes I think I've dreamed it but he like came up on the um, on the video or on the village patio and was just like, "What are you doing, girl?" And I'm like, "What are you doing?" It was just like such a nice blessing because I never got to just sit with Randy, um, and we sat there for a couple hours and just 
But yes, there was like four or five people over, over there. It was just such a nice like kind of moment with them that I feel like was a gift that I didn't know I was getting um, at the time. But I think the biggest thing for me was getting to be in the shows that he made, that he was on stage. If I'm not mistaken, he was only on stage in Zorba and Sweeney Todd since we came to uh, the Tejas Center, right? Can't hear you, Adrian. Oh, Sorry. I can't hear you. Sorry, I was eating chips and not wanting to be gross. Um, <laughs> he did cats. We, we, we bullied him into being in oh, cats. Oh, yes, I saw that. That's but why. You, you also got to do the 50 shows. Mm-hmm. Yes, that I did the 50 shows him. Uh, and I got to do Taking Liberty, which was the show he wrote. So I got to do, I mean, and I'm, I know a lot of it was by choice. I mean, if Randy was involved in it, it was such a, such a huge opportunity to do things with him. Yeah. He had such a funny process. Um, not even funny. I mean, funny may not be the right word, but he was a method actor in his own, by his own, you know, volition. He told, told you that he got into the characters when he was there. Um, and so it was funny. It was fun to have him as Zorba because he was kind of kooky. And he was free. So he was free, like, the whole time. He was very Zorba. Yeah. Like, during rehearsals, just, like, for that, like, two and a half months, you know? Uh, Sweeney got weird. Because yeah. he was Sweeney. <laughs> and she got weird. Oh, stuff got weird. And I was, um, like, five months pregnant. <laughs> and in Randy's twisted mind, he was like, you know what we should do? <laughs> we should put you in like a big bright apron so we can see how fat and pregnant you are. And then we're going to make you the lady who's crying when the judge sends her husband to death. It'd be great. Then you'll be like, oh, oh there was like, oh, she's pregnant. And we'll just like go. And I'm like, you're so demented. But yes. Uh, <laughs> but that's that was a, a chorus role. And that's a cool. So th- we talked about this actually at kids camp a couple weeks ago when Jackson was there because not many people can say that they were on the stage at the theater yeah. company in utero and Jackson's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, side note, Hannah Shadanian, we, we discussed timing yesterday. She was absolutely pregnant in Little Shop of Horrors. So her little baby boy was definitely Yay! in Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, ja- uh, Randy wanted Jackson. He and I were talking about how to sneak Jackson onto stage when he was just so super little. And um, we wanted him to be the egg in, in Susical. I remember that his dad was the cat in the hat. And so when he was, he was going to do that and I'm like, I'll just be right off stage and we'll just like pass him out and he can be the little puppet. That's like, Oh, and it had like little ears. <laughs> um, but there was lots of puppet issues and it was like, Randy was like, we're just not pulling this off enough to it's stick really hard. Like, human baby into this. I'm like, I don't want to drop your ba- you to drop my baby. He was really little. It's hard enough having like dogs on stage. Coco, my baby, has been on stage and she's a pain in the ass. So actual children, (laughs) much harder. Yeah, but he was like three months old. He was so little. But yeah, so Jackson was almost on stage too, but he was he was in Sweeney Todd and he was in the 50 show. I actually blame the 50 show for my C section. (gasps) Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, I have two (laughs) Jackson was the C section baby because the lady she picked up I'm sorry, this is kind of gross, but she picked up my umbilical cord like this, and it was like hanging like sausages like this, and there were two major knots right there. <laughs> it was so fun. And she was... Oh, man. Because he knew knots in his umbilical, and it was wrapped around his neck. 
and so we had an emergency c-section and the doctor the next day or something he was like so it would have had to happen between like 14 and 20 weeks where he was big enough to swim around and but still swim through like to make knots and i was like yeah 50 show so and that was when i knew i was pregnant the christmas before because jackson was born in july um and i knew i was pregnant and i'm like but i do this all the time and and they're like whatever you do just keep doing it's fine which obviously included like this move where you up in the air and then through like we did all the 50s jump jiving well yeah i tied him in knots in my utero i'm very famous (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dana, are you still okay? That Adrian and Cynthia. Boo, okay. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm going last. Oh. Dana, okay. I did my research. I got to be funnier. I got to have more props. <laughs> <laughs> it well, might so- be that you have to be meaner to the dads, too, because I feel like mm-hmm. they escalated things. I love that part. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not some research that I did, so it's going to have to be off the cuff, but. <laughs> so okay so we probably already know this question then how did you feel when jackson started showing interest in performing uh it was so sweet i love it so much um i have to tell you like another randy story is that at jackson auditioned for peter pan dana has to go to the potty guys sorry hold on he'll be back <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah you're back did you wash your hands <laughs> but Jack, <laughs> he left again. Adrian's eating. This is a whole thing. This is awesome. I'm gonna turn my YouTube back on. Make it fun again. Um, Don't do that. Um, no. When Jackson did, he tried it out for Peter Pan, and he didn't. And and he went up there, and he was so scared. And he was like six, seven, eight. He was probably more like eight. He was terrified. He was so I don't know. We can like dub it in later. I'm just kidding. Okay. No, uh, he was really, really scared. But um, so Randy called him back and he did it another day and he was just absolutely petrified. And Randy, sweet Randy called me. And he was like, Christy, like 120 children auditioned for the show. And then we called back like 60. Yeah. I can't give Jackson a part. And I mean, not that Randy would do that for people, but I literally have never had him audition. And he's like, Y'all need to know, Randy Wilson was the first person that came to the hospital after Jackson was born. He was like, he showed up (laughs) with that big, ridiculous tiger thing that I have talked, I talked about it at his funeral and I talked about it during big too, but literally at like six o'clock in the morning, which I didn't realize Randy was such an early riser. I thought that was weird because we had Jackson at like 11 PM and like six, seven o'clock in the morning, he shows up and he has this huge, like consolidated tiger. It was like consult. It was like this big from head, and then the tail wrapped around. And it was one of those stuffed animals that's as hard as a rock. Like it's stuffed, but it's like it's supposed to just be posed. And he brought it to a newborn. <laughs> Here, you won't be this big for three years. But enjoy. And it has absolutely no cuddle value whatsoever. But I had it in my house, and I'm bringing it to you because I love you. And it was like the most Randy thing that ever happened, and all Randy things. So beautiful. Because he's not really a kid person. If you know Randy, he's like, oh. He was only a kid person in the summer. Well, when he had to be. Yeah. He had to be. But yeah, outside of that, if there was a kid show, I mean, he did a great job. But I mean, you knew how much he really (laughs) preferred adult shows. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, he yeah he he would discuss how kids shows were part of the reason he was in therapy. Oh, Keith, um, do you feel personally targeted by that statement? <laughs> you fine, you fine, Keith. As a child well, actor, yes of the and theater. no, because for me, I started when I was going through puberty, <laughs> and so Randy definitely would cast me older than oh, yeah. I probably yeah. should have been. How old were like, you Chicago. Chicago? I was in Chicago, and I was probably sixteen years old. Well, he had sixteen-year-olds in cabaret too. That was part for fun. So, but you yeah, were but also like he, you were also six foot tall in the fifth grade. Right, exactly. So, like, he definitely thought I was like way older than I actually was. So, I don't think I fall under that category. But I worked at Champions and did the after school program. I literally went in one day and I was doing TTC at the time. And like Keith walked by and he was like, "Hey, Chris." Oh like I was so confused by that. Like I know you're a kid, but I thought you were like 16. Like I don't know. Like oh. already, but just like yeah, I've, I've known Keith sure. since he was in the fifth grade, fourth grade maybe. There was one show where I'm definitely I'm like 95 percent sure I was like in fifth grade, and I was like <laughs> in the ensemble with like all of these adults men, and I'm like I don't so, think I belong here. <laughs> I probably sent you a picture of that. So in Maine with me. Yeah. No, he wasn't in Maine. He wasn't there yet. But between Diva Dads and between all the stuff that we're doing for the I Believe in TTC on Saturday, I have spent, and I actually talked to Alan about this today, I have spent an insane amount of time on Alan's Facebook page and all of the previous show albums. And then also his archived his archived website of all the old show photos going back to like Superstar. Um, and every time I find a picture of Keith where he is just so not at his Listen, I think stage. I think I went through puberty like right when I started the TTC. There's a there's a lot of pictures and and he, he just took it every time I shared one. Oh. He was so cute. I love was him. I was I cute? That's a question. <laughs> you were so cute. You're such a nerd. It was the best nerd ever. Well, <laughs> I still love you. I very much loved you when you were a baby. Um, All right. So yeah. we got this uh, Kate Mitchell. And Kate wants to know, what is your favorite show you've been in? And what's the favorite show you've seen at the theater and why? And that's hard. Well, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna cheat. Cheating, cheap and easy, Mamma Mia. Because like, I mean, it's now. Like, so now, like, man, that experience was so fun. That was such a fun experience. We had such a great okay. cast. Um, plus, we were in there, right? I was part of that. <laughs> plus, I got to, like, straddle Rodney. Oh. So, that's not weird at all. <laughs> I remember the day we staged that, Rodney's exact quote was, I would literally rather kiss my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is sort of rude. I know I'm practically a sister, but still, he doesn't want to kiss Monica either. It's so weird. So weird. Um... Yeah, Rob was there, and he was like, so can y'all kiss? And we were both like, no. Like, and like in exact unison, we're like, no. It was like, really? Like, we're so childish. We're like, no, we're not kissing. So many years. I don't know if everyone doesn't know everyone. Like, Rodney and I met when we were freshmen at A&M. Like, sophomores at A&M, like fall, sophomore year, I think. Yeah, because you went to – you started somewhere else, right? And then you I came to A&M fan. mid – yeah, so but I was you came in. Yeah, you visited quite a bit. So we probably met freshman year. We were probably yeah. 18 or 19 whenever we met, yeah. Literally. And so then 
uh, I fixed Mandy's makeup for Rod's first date or his her his big date. They went to see Phantom of the Opera in Houston, or, and I I fixed Mandy's hair and makeup all up and for that and it was very fun. And we went and like saw Harry Connick Jr. on my twentieth birthday together. Me and Blake and Mandy and Rod. So we uh, <laughs> this is ready gonna say it rod's been in both my weddings so like there's that <laughs> he was the best man in my first one and then he married me in the second one so you know whatever it's fancy um so a lot of people were like oh you know rod like i go to the theater and i'm like hey i'm like how do you know rod i'm like how do you know rod <laughs> <laughs> me about rod bettis like i don't know rod bettis um we also rod and i came to blows one day at the theater during Mamma Mia, I was not at my best. I was really stressed out. And Rod was being mean to me like he always does every day, every time we see each other. What? And I don't we, know. I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, you must be talking about Mike. Like poking and then poking and then poking. And then the way Rod and I do is that when I have a lot of pinup stuff and Rod is mean to me, I like scream at him really hard because he'll still love me later. And we did that at the theater and everyone like ran away and they were all like, Rosie is going to kill. What was your name? Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Phil, I'm just kidding. I, that, I, made <laughs> no, I made fun of you. I made fun of you. But yes, no, they're like, Rosie and Bill hate each other. I think Mama Mia is over. And I'm like, oh, this is. I can't. This I can't believe it took this long for us to start screaming at each other. You guys are lucky. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, favorite show other than Mamma Mia. Did yeah. Mama oh, Mia? <laughs> so yes, Mamma Mia. Um, but honestly, Zorba, probably. Oh. Uh, Zorba was just such a beautiful show, and I so very much wanted to be Randy's love interest in that show. It's going really awkward statement but i really wanted that role because there's very few alto roles where you don't need to sound good you just need to be bold which is like my there there's like there's like that range rosie is in that range like you don't need to sound pretty you just need to be like about it um my Smokey Joe's Cafe, also in that range. Like you hit the notes and you just get kind of gritty and do it. Um, and so that's how um, the female love interest for Zorba is as well. I really, really wanted to do that part. Um, but it was just, it's such a beautiful play. I'd never seen it before. The underwriters were Greek people who helped us get authentic Greek head wraps and stuff. And I was costuming it with them as well. And that was just such a, it was such a fun experience to do it with, with the underwriters because it was so important to them to get the Greek story there. And like, it was just beautiful. And so many people, if you're in Zorba and you're like, Zorba is my favorite, they're like, oh, Zorba was one of my favorites too. Um, which I think Mama Mia was like that. Like there's like big is like that. There's over the years, there's the one where it just all, like it just meshes in such a beautiful way. And then there's the ones that <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Mame later. Um, Park. I know. I was like, do I do a, I love you, man. We can talk. I've talked about it. Um, but dads, you know how Alan Bryant brings us um, big trays of baklava? 
Oh, yeah. That's because of Zorba the Greek. So the Greek family like took us to lunch between shows to this Greek restaurant that's not there anymore. It's like a little Mexican uh, restaurant near Maria's. Yeah. And um, but that's what started the tradition of the baklava. And then he just started now it's we do it every every show. It makes me so happy. That's awesome. so good. I didn't know he did that still. Oh, he so does. Um, I've seen people <laughs> Well, I've seen baklava. I didn't know it came from him. That's oh, always, yeah. But there, are, rude. There are people that will just like stack up a plate and just like take it home with them. Paul early. <laughs> Can't get through a show without mentioning that cat. Um, I want to ask one question from Parker Greer, and then we're going to get to something else. So Parker wants to know when can he get his favorite cinnamon toast at the Village again? I know, right, Parker? Okay, so there's two things about that. One, I don't know the answer to that. And two, if you ever need cinnamon toast, just get your mom to text me. I will make you cinnamon toast and you can drive by and get it, like anytime. <laughs> so just give me a text. Um, but I also want to talk about the first time I saw Parker Greer on stage and how much that child, like, oh, like I was watching the, what is it, what was I watching the, the one with the school and the little girl with the accent. Matilda. Matilda. Yeah. I was watching Matilda and I, there was so much going on in Matilda and there were so many amazing, fierce little kids that I was just like, I cannot handle all the talent on the stage at the same time. And they were doing their like mad dance. They're doing all this stuff. And it's like, but there was like this little beam of light on this child. And he was just like, everything he did was just magic. And I'm like, who is that little man with the dark hair and the big eyes that I just want to like go tell him how amazing he is. And then I found out him and his mom go to the village all the time and dad and we are like all big buds, but he was, he's precious and magical. So I just want to tell Parker Greer that you're precious and magical. Um, and also I'm doing that right, right? Like that's the person I'm supposed oh. to be talking about. I have the right yeah. kid. I'm like, sometimes you're looking at me crazy, but I don't know no. if it's I have the wrong child altogether. But uh, the village currently has been, I'm just tired. I'm tired. Everybody's like, you're closed till August. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired. I need a nap. I'm sleepy. Um, <laughs> we have been doing, like we can't, the village can't function in the way that the village functions. Like you don't want to go eggs. You might think you want to go eggs, but when you come and get them and take them home and try to eat them, you don't want to go eggs. It doesn't taste the same. 70% of our food doesn't taste the same at home. You need to eat it right there. And like, you need to eat it with the natural light and your friends coming through the door and your latte fresh and the big open thing. It makes me really sad right now. No, <laughs> and you need, like, you need to be like, oh, oh I know. Ah. <laughs> the village isn't, it isn't just food. And I've yeah. said for years, all my employees know, I've said, when the village becomes just about food, I'll just close it. And that's not what's happening right now. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm making the point that I don't, it's not just about the food for me, it's about the whole deal. And so we've been we've been increasing our catering and trying to do events in the evening. We got all this food ideas. Then and Steven's a ridiculous genius. Steven Hodgson, who is the um, lucky man to be married to the beautiful and fabulous Jessica Lemons. And as also my um, chef for since I opened the cafe, he's been working in the kitchen and moved up to my executive chef and uh, Jessica Lemons and he are only married because of me. <laughs> That's true. How many and people also, can you say that I for? A lot of people. 
a lot. Yeah. But I'm, I made wishes on her um, uterus, and then I have baby. And that's also my fault, if you ask Jessica. But Eli's my fault. <laughs> if I asked if she was pregnant anywhere, she would yell at me, and she'd be like, don't let her talk to her about her stomach. She makes people pregnant. And I promise I was not there. It had nothing to do with me. But I did introduce them. So anyway, what was that? Yeah, while we're on this crazy tangent, we've got a question from, we've got a question from uh, the YouTube comment section. Uh, Missy Barron wants to know, uh, did TTC do Zorba twice? Because she, I think she feels like there's multiple stories going on. No, but she was no, in it. One. Yeah, she was in it. She was the belly dancer. <laughs> maybe she maybe was, she feels like y'all are talking about stuff that she didn't, she didn't experience. Maybe our experience was just like even it's more just... special. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking her, why are you asking that question? To, I just, uh, I, have a, I have a Mac so I can do this. Because <laughs> I know we're multitasking. Parker Are also wanted to know, and so did Kate Mitchell. They want to know what first got you involved at TTC. Um. <laughs> I'll tell you, Lynette Neidert Darcy. Oh my gosh. I know, who a lot of you probably don't know, um, but you should because she's precious and she is actually Sandy from Greece. She's Sandy from the original Greece, but she's literally Sandy from Greece. She's like, that. she was born to play that role. Um, she and I worked together. We sold advertising together. And well, there's two things. She she and I worked together. She was in Godspell, and we were working together. She's like, you need to audition. I told her how much I theater I used to do, and she's like, no, you should do it. You should do it. And I still didn't do it for a while. But then when I did audition, she was auditioning for Greece. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Greece! And so, um, yeah, I did it. My first show there, and it was so much fun. Um, Mike, was, Mike, what was the name of her character? Could you get that one again? Gotcha de Gregorio. Oh my God, Mike. It's like Boogie. in the neighborhood. What are you really close? It's Chacha de Gregorio. The best dance is St. Benedict's with the worst oh. reputation. When we did it the second time around, Chacha was played by Keith's cousin, Catherine, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yay, I know. I, I was just, Eugene. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I, Adrian, I, I choreographed it. I yeah, yeah. You, you and Jennifer Bay choreographed it. I was Jan, and I was like, I'm not gonna like gain weight by eating on stage, and I gained like ten pounds in that show. You put down some Twinkies, like lots. I put down My some Twinkies. Was Marty. She was. She was so cute. Mm. <laughs> oh, and Jessica was. The that was a great show. show. So great Lynette is what brought you. Fun. Yeah, because Lynette and I worked together. But the other, the back -er story is that um, when I, it would have been between 1990. Seven and ninety-nine. I was a waitress at Olive Garden, and Randy Wilson and Stephanie Miller would come eat at the Olive Garden, and I'd seen them there a couple times. And you know, I was just intrigued by this sweet man with his hair, and they were just—they were very fun. They were my people. I could tell they were my people. And they, I would, I would like have them in my section sometimes. And I went over there, and one time I asked what they were, what they did, and he said he had this, he was working at Imagination Station. I think it might have even still been called a theater company. And I said, "Oh, I used to do that." And he's like, "You should do. You should come and try out." And they both tried to talk me into doing something a long time before, and so that was the first time I'd ever heard of the theater company. Um, but I think because of, and maybe because of that, I went and saw Company on um, A and M campus, him, right? Yeah. It was so good. It was the first time I saw a company. We have to do company. Yeah, let's do company. I want to do company. So there's a there's a gender 
bent company that is was supposed to open on Broadway with a female Bobby. <laughs> so I I, oh. I I have my eye on that. But I mean, they hadn't even opened when this started. They were in previews. And so, I mean, maybe that means the rights could become available sooner rather than later. But yeah, it's it's good. And Patty Lapone does the ladies who lunch. Wow. On uh, right now, like that's what the well, plan is right I now. I mean, before time right. stopped, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now she's drinking in her basement and like listening to her cassette tapes i don't know if y'all pay attention to her on social media but she's a hoot and y'all should <laughs> oh i want to do that i want to do that so something that is hilarious to me that has this is a diva dad's first is that i have mandy watching the youtube feed live and like feeding me com uh comments or whatever and it's hilarious because there's a delay on YouTube, right? And so like 20 seconds after it happens, Mandy just starts cackling. So it's just like it's just like old times sitting on the porch and Man Mandy's cackling at, at Christie's story. So I just wanted to plug that real quick while, so while we had we're, we're live right now, not Dad's after oh, dark. Mike, no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually so for pretty. this long thought he was serious. <laughs> He did that just for you. <laughs> He's always been the pretty one. That's what happens. This is <laughs> Diva <laughs> burn. We're going to get me some more Prosecco. Go get me some more Prosecco. Go talk daddy. Someone text Jim Bob and tell him I need more Prosecco. I text oh him. Oh, my goodness. So speaking of Jim Bob. I got you. Hey, Jim Bob, can I have some more Prosecco? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, love it, love it. So Dustin, uh, Dustin Barty has two questions for you. The first is, what is your favorite thing about the village? Um, my favorite thing about the village is getting to go to work and hang out with my friends. Um, like, I made the cafe. I think someone asked about that. I don't know, it's about like why did I make the cafe or whatever. And um, essentially, I made the cafe because. Um, there was a, there was a time that I didn't really feel like I belonged anywhere in, um, which is kind of weird. And I think probably cause I always belonged to the theater and I don't know, like whatever. Um, I try, like I spent a lot of time at church and I spent a lot of time in bars. That's always my joke, but it's true. <laughs> um, and, but neither of them were, um, completely like I couldn't be in either of them all the time. It's a good way to put it. And, but I maybe didn't want to be at home by myself. And so I made the village from that. It was like my extra place. And then I found out that like Starbucks, like way after, I don't mean like way after I said it, but way after I knew that was a thing for me, you see the, like, like the, your third place phenomenon in like, you have to have another place besides home and work. And mine was besides bar and church like if I, I didn't want to be at home i knew i needed to go somewhere else and i didn't want to you know that couldn't be all of those things it could be like all gym all whatever i don't know and the village was just a place that you could go and just be with like no judgment or no expectation um so i always say like you can go there and you can drink a beer and read the bible or not at the same time either way like we don't care you know so it can be a bar for you. It can be a church for you. It can be um, sometimes a bed for you. <laughs> if I had a number of times people have slept on my couch during and after hours, um, it, it's been a lot of things to a lot of people. And for me, it was just, it, it saved my uh, sanity for being in Bryan College Station 
and raising Jackson here for 18 years, confronting that as a single person. How old is Jackson? No, I, my idea was like, I'm going to be here at least 18 years to raise him. Ooh. No, no, but he's still 16, which is still ridiculous. It's but, still close. It's not 18 yet. It's, it's no, not. but he's still 16. And I think he's watching. Hi, Jackson. Hi, Jackson. <laughs> so I want to go back to the story about Jackson on stage. Um, I'm running this, right? Can I do that? Yeah. Dana, can I do that? You can do whatever you want. You're the guest. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to say this about Jackson and I got sidetracked earlier. We were all shocked. You got sidetracked? We're, we're all shocked. <laughs> um, oh, I wore my Mama Mia earrings. I see. And I see your costume behind you. Is that your wig, too? Uh-huh. Is that Rodney's wig? Yeah. Same one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's mine. Yeah, Jackson and Jackson and I, he did the whole Peter Pan thing and it didn't work out. And then he ironically went to the, I think, United Methodist, A&M United Methodist Church. He, they, he got cast in one of the leading parts. And at the end, when everybody was clapping, I mean, Jackson was just like, what? Like, I was scared, but now there's clapping. No one told me there would be clapping. I got <laughs> done, you know? Um, and then he did, like, a couple more things, and he did he did Aladdin at school. He auditioned for Aladdin. And once he had the, like, reality, reality of what it feels like to be on stage and to actually have people give you feedback, the fear just, like, melted away. And all the natural stuff that he got from Blake and myself, just like, like whatever. He had absolutely no question. And it's, it's really funny, but Blake and I were sitting in the audience watching Jackson audition for Big. And we're both like nervous for him, you know, we're like totally I was nervous for him. like, you I was know, nervous for him because I, I choreographed Peter Pan and I remember when he did it. And so when he went up for Big, I was like, Come on, buddy, you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> you can get a chorus part, I promise, yeah. like something. And he just commanded the stage. It was the most ridiculous thing. And Blake and I were just watching, we were sitting there watching him. And he, they had to do the rap part and he did the rap. And I'll never forget, he held out his script like this and just mic dropped his script and like turned and walked off. And, I, and Blake and I were like, and everybody goes, Oh, like, who is this person? Like, this was like the cold read where you rap your, like, it was like here, because the rap song was the song Billy did. So it's like, can you cold read this song? And he like cold read it, drop script, walk off. We're like, uh. My jaw was on the floor. Like, and no lie, this happens with a lot of people when you watch them audition, when you're like willing, you're just like rooting for them. Yeah. Uh, but that happened and it was like also just a big sigh of relief because I was like, you did it. And that was amazing. It was so, he was so good. He was so yeah. good. He was so good. Billy was so right in his, you know, wheelhouse. And it was so fun to see him and Dustin play off of each other. Uh, that show was it, the the cast was so great yeah and I, I mean i'll you know i don't know i'll say what i always said about like that show is dumb like that's the worst musical it's awful like i was just like i'm so glad you guys are all so good and you've made this show fun because if the cast was not good in this show i would not have been able to watch it 12 times like i had to or whatever i'm like oh good lord but it was it was amazing 
It was amazing. It's very, it's silly. Like, it's really, really silly. But yeah, what, it, there's a lot of shows like that that if with a lesser cast, you would probably want to leave it intermission. But Dustin was so good. And Taylor, and then, oh my God, Matthew and Jackson together were just the cutest. Well, that's were- like, all the songs were weird. That's the, let me put it this way. This, it's not, it wasn't the storyline. The songs were too long and too bad, like over and over and over throughout the whole show. I'm like, this is the dumbest song ever, and it won't stop. Besides <laughs> Gigi's song, which just made me cry. Like, Gigi, oh, that was that was beautiful. Was perfect in that, and just made me want to cry every single time. That was so great. But um, yeah, I didn't know that song was coming, and I'm like, really? First time Jackson's on stage, you're gonna hit me with that song? Like, that's ridiculous. Like, why? You think? It was like. Where does time stop time? Like, where's it going? Yeah, because, yeah, her son was missing. (laughs) Right. It's a really dramatic movie. And so the weird thing about the musical, so everyone's seen the movie, and the movie is set, like, very much in the 80s. When they did the musical, they wrote it to be set in the 90s. So there's always, there's these weird, like, 90s jokes, and we read it, and we were like, we just, we're not, we're not doing that. So we just shoved it back in the 80s, and the kids looked amazing. The costumes were amazing. yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. So yeah, seeing Jackson on stage was amazing. He was really, really cute and guest on the Beauty and the Beast with those children. I mean, seriously, Shiloh, can you really memorize and carry an entire full length Beauty and the Beast Jr. in five days? Like, could you really do that, Shiloh? Uh, No. (laughs) I mean, seriously. And you know, when she was just like, Hello, like the whatever. <laughs> with the tree. She like turned around and looked, and I'm like, okay, you have me forever. Like you, she was perfect. Um, so that was really fun. That was a really neat show. But yeah, I, I I really hope that Jackson and I can do a show together. I was thinking about it. So you know, I don't I don't like talking about things in front of Adrian because she's like, Christy, I'm putting pressure on me. I'm not putting pressure on you. <laughs> All right, um, well, she's gone, and she's the gone, next so question okay. is actually, what show would you like to be in with really... Jackson or Jim Bob? Jim Bob already said, no, he watches shows. He's not in them. He, <laughs> I asked him beforehand, should I say? He's like, no, we're, that's not a thing. Um, Greece. It's really easy. I want to be in Greece when Jackson's a teenager, 20s, where he can be in Greece and I can be one of like the crazy old coach ladies in the at the dance scene. That's all I want to do. Maybe choreograph. Wouldn't awesome. that be so fun? Okay, no. you can come back, Adrian. Dobson, we're done. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Text Jim Bob and ask him to give me some perspective. I did, but he has not responded, so I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Let me know if you need more. He's falling out on his job yeah i don't i don't know maybe maybe ito i can i can put uh you know i can go to instagram and see if ito's paying attention okay everybody talk about how cute my butt is i'm gonna run go get the bottle and i'll be right (laughs) wait did our guest just walk out the guest the guest leaves (laughs) that's definitely a drink spot this is definitely a live show because this would not happen on a recorded show I mean, it has. Oh, I guess the guest hasn't left. Well, maybe. I don't. I don't remember the guests ever leaving on any of the shows. No. Oh, there she is. All right. So the next question. I'm glad you're back, but it was so nice to watch you leave. (laughs) (laughs) I really haven't had that much to drink. That's why I needed another guest. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Bringing you prosecco. (laughs) 
So the next question <laughs> is actually uh, Kiki's question. Kiki, do you remember which question you had for Christy? Yeah, uh, I have the outline up so I can let him ask All it. All right, are you ready, Christy? I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay, so my question for you is, what's your go-to karaoke song? I love it. I saw that earlier. I'm very excited about it. I think probably my very favorite go-to karaoke song is Paul Revere by the Beastie Boys. Oh. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Leave us after dark. You just let me know. I got you. What's your uh, what's Get your go-to story? What? What's your go-to song to sing live with a band? Ooh. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, well, Mustang Sally. There you go. Mustang that's Sally. what I figured you would say. That's my Mustang Sally. That's my song. I really love to dance yeah. with you on that song. <laughs> yes, I would say Proud Mary. Uh, Adrian and I completely killed at Proud Mary with Karen Chavez is the actual person singing it. We just, all of our dancing moves. But uh, that, that song's notorious now because now pretty much any time that comes on, there was like a first Friday we were down promoting yeah. Rock of Ages and Michael Hallman's band was playing it like outside the LaSalle. So the whole cast, I was like, okay, just follow along. It's fine. Um, and then also Carrie's bachelorette party in New Orleans, someone sang it karaoke and I was like, Alana, let's go. And then like half the bachelorette party got on stage in a bar in the French quarter and did the proud Mary choreography that we've been doing for like 15 years. Because <laughs> awesome. it's amazing choreography. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's my favorite. I also like to sing my humps from Fergie. <laughs> that's one. Dana's favorite too. I knew it. <laughs> this is why we're so close, Dana. My hump, my hump, my hump, my hump. And now we have a host bleeding. I, I don't know what's happening tonight. You've lost complete control hey. of the Also had to pee. What do you want me to do? It's it's one of the bingo squares, so you know, just fill in your bing, bingo also, squares. Kiki Palmer has to go. Oh, oh Kiki. Kiki. Bye, Kiki. Thank you so much for letting me join. Thank you for feeding me. I love you so much. I'll always feed you, baby. Don't don't work too hard, buddy. Bye, I Kiki. tried to Venmo him. I Venmoed him for dinner, and then he sent it back to me. I said, "Girl, oh. bye." <laughs> no man. I love you. I'll see you I later. Love you. I'll bye. See you. <laughs> All right. What were you saying? Yeah, so um, I think it's time for another question. Daniel Hill wants to know. Now, there's an obvious answer to this question, but I want you to go past the obvious answer. Daniel because... Hill is actually watching as we speak, so well, make it good. Hello, Daniel. I was going to so, look at YouTube, but I can't. So Daniel wants to know, what is the biggest challenge running a business and being involved in a show at the same time? So the obvious answer is obviously time, right? Yeah, but... I mean... I think the, I think in the same vein of time, it's just like, you know, I mean, you know, when you get into a show, you're just like all in, like you just have to be kind of be all consumed with it and you can't be all consumed like in a restaurant and all consumed at the theater at the same time. So like the balancing of them, um, I've now had the cafe for almost 12 years. So that's why I was able to do Mamma Mia because I have a different type. I have, I have a larger staff, more managers. Um, and so nights and weekends weren't as big of a deal, but like a three weekend show, I mean, that's, I mean, weekends are when you do restaurants. Mm -hmm. So I mean, if it was just Monday through Friday, like, yes. But I mean, when you're talking about the weekends from that perspective. So um, if it weren't for Steven and Angela and Alana, like that I could depend on to run the cafe while I'm in a show, 
or just like you know just angela and steven when alana and i are both in a show because <laughs> yeah that, yeah um a lot of we're like okay we have to trade we can't be in shows together anymore because that's a whole thing um so summers are a thing i mean i just i just didn't audition for little shop of horrors so you know you're welcome dustin <laughs> I was coming for you, boo. Like I was coming for you. <laughs> I didn't know who you were, but I still would have liked to have that audition off. I wish I had gone just to audition off with him, and then I would just like send you a piece of paper. Like I can't really do this. I'm just messing with whoever wants. <laughs> whoever else wants to be the voice of the plant. <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors is my all-time, hands-down favorite musical of all time. Period. Uh, which a lot of people find funny and interesting, like when anyone says that their favorite musical. But it was the first musical I was ever a part of, like in high school. Um, my senior year was the first time we'd done a musical. I'd done theater for a long time, but I choreographed, student managed, because I mean, I choreographed the girls essentially, um, the doo-wop girls. And then I was the stage manager and I was the voice to the plant all on that show. And I love, I grew up on Motown music and doo-wop music. And so you take like a show that's like Motown and musical theater and you put it together. It's like, oh, Little Shop and uh, Smokey Joe's Cafe. Hello, go, go, little thingy. Hello, little Coco. <laughs> Hi, Lolita. Uh, and both, like those things, that's why I love Little Shop so much. Um, and then also when we did it the first time, I just did Grease. Little Shop was the very next show. And I didn't want to do another show. That's the only reason I didn't do it is because it was like Blake and I had our first experience as doing a show, which is just an all-encompassing thing. And Blake was not in the show. So he's like, uh, you're not doing another show. Raise your hand if you ever had a spouse that said, uh, no, you're not doing another damn show. You need to calm down. I'm so. Blake and I went right out the box with that. So then we came back to Showboat, and I'm like, no, you should do it too. And then we did like 15 shows straight. <laughs> because once you're both addicted, it's fine. You just have to get them both addicted, and it's fine, um, which is what we did. And Rodney knows, because Rod was like, ugh, they're doing the stupid theater again? Like, all you do is a stupid theater. Which is Rodney. why now I'm like, all you do is a stupid theater, Rod. Because he did. He gave me lots. Of <laughs> Tell us again, Rodney, how you never came to see a show the whole time that Christy was doing theater. Such a great friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Diva I didn't understand it. You didn't You didn't see any of them at all? What a couple. Really? I'm, I mean, my memory's not great because I'm an old man, but I don't think so. Mandy, Man did you Mandy know will holler at me in 20 seconds. Yeah. In 20 seconds, Mandy will <laughs> yell at me and she'll say, I did it, Terry, you stop. Exactly. <laughs> you can just lick her. I think... Knows that she's gonna be like text you oh my god you saw grease you saw this you saw that because no way mandy would not come see my shows and no way mandy would not make rod to come see my shows like there's just period well yeah but i also remember like coming to college station to visit you guys and then like mandy going and hanging out with you and i go and do something else so i don't i don't know um what did you do rod i don't know i don't know i don't think i saw any shows <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie. I've Sorry. Even when you just sat on stage the whole time in those red pants like this, I watched that show. <laughs> yeah, Dana didn't see that show, so Dana. Dana has no idea. I saw most about. of that show. 
Oh, that was such a good show. Brad, can we talk about Paul Early again? Say that again, Adrian. Christy was talking. It doesn't matter. Christy can talk. <laughs> I'm the guest star. I'm the guest star. <laughs> I was just going to give Paul Early a compliment. It's not a big deal. Just keep oh, going. don't do that. <laughs> you, can, you know what? I, I'm torn because I want you to give him a compliment because I feel like all I do is yell at him. But on the other hand, like I yelled at him all week because he was just always late to everything he needed to do. Yeah, so. me too. I got I got to do that too. But did he go at all? I'm did not going to give him any benefits. I in the park with George so much. I cried and cried and cried when I watched that show. I loved it and I cried. Sunday and, in the park. Um, you. Oh. And you and Paul were so good. And when you were like old, you were even good. And I'm like, why is this weird old shit st stuff still good? It was so good. <laughs> you know, it was so great. I loved it so much. That was a great show. I was sad I didn't get to do it. But I really want to do company. I want to change my answer. I want to do company and then cabaret. And I want to choreograph it. Dude, company, <laughs> sign me up. Yes, I'm in. I'm impressed you know company, Rod. I auditioned with a company song for uh, for um, Sunday in the Park because I had to choose a Sondheim song, and I it, it's hilarious. Um, I <laughs> I was driving back from uh, Iola, where my parents have some some property out there, and uh, I guess that's a point. I don't know. It's it's not my property. It's my parents' property. Um, but I was driving back and I was like, "Why that song was stuck in my head?" And uh, I put it on. I put it on my Amazon Music and and started playing it. And I was singing it like I had the windows down. I was singing it at the top of my lungs and uh, just like tears streaming down my cheeks. Like I mean, I definitely couldn't play the lead because I couldn't hold it together. But man, like that that the music in that that just th that song just that song that i sang for the for the uh, audition oh my gosh so. which one was it i didn't get to see because adrian's kicked us out of auditions <laughs> it was it was the main it, it, the main song what's it called adrian being huh being alive yeah being alive oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what i i gotta dig on adrian now i'm coming for you mike Kilgore. you're last i'm coming in hard <laughs> wait mike are you there i'm here okay just checking <laughs> hey, I'm listening. So, I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah, why don't you ever talk? I've watched these. You don't ever talk. You just sit in your white palace of Mike, room. Mike's just checking out. You could at least I mean, like put a poster up in the back. Oh, is this because you live in a like storage room because you're moving and you're leaving it? Correct. I am in a storage room. Yes. Got to be quiet because it starts shutting down here. And then also too though my contract. The thing is my contract stipulates i only have a certain amount of words if not i have to charge a little bit more and so you see oh, can we do a diva thing oh we can't do those right now no because Good someone point. wanted to do a live show i didn't say i wanted to i thought that you were already capable of that i didn't realize you weren't capable of it oh god <laughs> seriously hi kaden kaden oh. can't hear you but he's he wants to play with picket because we oh. we we caged picket because he likes to uh, attack things. He Is likes that to walk you across. Oh, the little cat that got hurt and fell in the. Oh, that's a real cute thing. Chrissy, no. like, the, I know that the whole live thing has thrown Dana for a loop and, like, he might 
need a Xanax or 12 after this night. <laughs> I have to say, when Rodney threw it out the idea to do this live instead of pre-recording it, I was just like, oh my God, what a great idea because the editing process and like what I go through to like pull pictures and do all these things is quite exhausting. And like this week is just not the week for it. So this was a great idea. Sorry, Dana. It's all right. So well, I was talking you to- You don't have to think about whether you should edit. You just let me talk. Just let me talk. I'm more, I'm better about being free flowy. I was talking to a coworker today about what it all is going to take and where, at what point I was. And this was at like 3.30, 4. And he goes, dude, just Zoom me after this and I'll make sure that you're good to go. And he said, by the way, the production value on your show, the recorded shows, are is fantastic. I'm sure a lot of work goes into that. And I said, yes. Two, oh, I said, two dads and the director work very hard on post-production. <laughs> hey, come on now. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got to admit Eagle. my gifts are very timely. No, they're annoying because I got to do and then I get just messages. From... I'm kidding, Mike. Eva Burn. <laughs> Eva Burn. No. I got you, Dana. Point at me and I'll be like, Eva Burn. No, Mike, I'm kidding. Any other week, like, oh, Mike Sharpie. has something funny because he has nothing to say. But this week, every time my phone blows up, which it's blowing up a little bit right now, I, I want to throw it out the window because I'm busy. <laughs> so we got complimented on our production value, guys. Good job. That's real kind. Oh, nice. I do like I do like the I do like the old pictures. I like the picture moment, like at the end, like the picture of the week. We could still do that. Can, I could put it on my iPad. I could be oh, like, "This no, is the picture of the week." Dana's, oh yeah, good iPad. That's a great idea because Dana is already. I see him turning red, and it's not just his um, ring light. <laughs> Oh, you got a ring light? Oh, what? Man. Yes, we all do. What? We all have ring Keep lights. Oh man, I don't have a ring light. See, there's mine. What oh. <laughs> a ring light! That's a, a great idea. Oh, Use a tablet and just show it. Why didn't I think of that? We have one more question from our fan club. Um, That's it. It's from Cynthia Bradford, who. Uh, wants to know and i want to make sure i get this right have you ever happened to have been bodily injured no bloodily injured on stage during a live performance yeah she set me up uh, (laughs) for a very gory moment that i've had on stage and it wasn't in sweeney todd like you might think um it was actually in the Mamma Mia's. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. I'm trying to make Diva Burn where you can read it better. So just so you know, in our uh, live feed, the Diva Burns are happening. You just can't see them. Well, then I get to do my own Diva Burns whenever I want. <laughs> Which I like to be in charge. I know you guys are shocked by that. No, not, not who? Who is that? Who, who just said it? <laughs> who likes to be in charge? Who that? I know that Kate Mitchell is trying to screenshot me pictures of the of the live feed, but I, I don't have time to do that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. I, I, I don't. I, I, if y'all could see, I'm literally simultaneously editing testimonials on my other computer. 
everything's fine. Am I not interesting enough for you right now? You are, but like, I'm going to talk to you in a little while anyways. Um, so he oh. didn't ask anything, but can we talk about Jeff Barbet? Because he, he commented on our, our post. Did Cynthia get her question? I think I was in the middle of something, but I don't remember what it is. So it's the fine. bloody, bloodied on stage. Oh, my bloody toe and then Jeff Barbet. Okay. Okay. All it is. <laughs> it's not all it is. I wish I could remember who didn't move this set piece. Can we just blame um, someone? Yeah. Let's blame Dave. Um, let's blame David Dave Moreno. Dave, Dave Moreno. Moreno, who played Sky. <laughs> yeah, we'll blame him. He didn't uh, move a set piece. <laughs> uh, that'd be fun. No, um, I don't remember. It was when we came out and right before we did um, Chikakita and Dancing Queen. And it was when it was that one big piece on the right that wouldn't move. It was real messed up and it like fully on full on broke that day. And so I felt like it was sort of like my way of having like a moment with Randy in Mamma Mia because Randy was adamant about not having open toed shoes on stage. Adamant. Lost his mind about it. He, he was just like, no, it's open toed again. Among other things. Yes. But that specifically was one of his things. And I was straight up wearing some Walmart $10 uh, lesbian Chaco throwback <laughs> things. They were awful. Because it was rosy. And I felt like it was very appropriate for the character. And so it was like a cross. But I walked in and my foot, I walked like I always do. And the boys, oh, little Bobo, and little Bobo, little Bo Cochran was supposed to push that spot out of the way. And he didn't because it wouldn't move because like the wheels fell off. So he's like, <laughs> and it wouldn't go anywhere. And so I try to go around and my toenail just said, and it pushed in on all the sides, just went right back. It was Pushed back, pulled up, and I walked out on stage, and my foot was bleeding profusely. And I don't know if you remember, but that's a pretty long scene. Like, yeah, y'all are there for a while. I, I don't know if Dana is confused or if he's gonna throw up. You okay, Dana? I'm just trying to toenail things. So thing. it's bringing back the memory of all of that, and it's just a little. We're good. So yeah, blood. just remember, remember Haley's husband JD came and fixed my toe the next day because it was like oh. so jacked. But I literally, I literally. Did I choreograph that show? It was like, it happened. What was that? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I think so. Did I choreograph that show? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And that's why it's like, that's why I mentioned Rob, because Rob was like, are you guys going to catch me? Like, no, because you did the choreography that Rob directed. Um, and so, but I hit my toenail so bad and it was just bleeding so much so that my little Chaco things, like the bottom of them were filled with blood because I did all the thing where we tell oh that we like talk to her and then she sings her sad song and then we do chikatita whatever the hell it is and then we do dancing queen and we laugh so we do all those songs my foot bled the entire like 14 minutes on stage just Oof. bleeding with every heartbeat it was great i lost my toe now it's fine <laughs> um so do you know who is watching live well, Kate Mitchell's watching live. Hi. And also Lindsay. Hey, they're and back Susan. In New York. But yeah, Susan Kepik is watching live. <laughs> I totally watched it. It was so great. You're so beautiful. So oh, you. so we filmed. And Susan, if you watch on Saturday night, you're going to see an absolutely epic performance of Stacey Jacks doing Dead or Alive. Um, I guess featuring Mike Kilgore. But um, while we were there, 
because we had Sherry and we had waitress number one, I had them reenact the Sherry, your mom's on the phone. So like check your Facebook messages because uh, we did that for you. That's so great. I love her so much. Chrissy, you're the only reason I knew who Susan was because when we, when I was in college, when we would have like our, like whatever weekly lunches, um, y'all would call in Susan. You, yeah, you would call in Zuzu. And I was like, oh, there's this person named Susan who lives in New York who used to do stuff. And that's really the, that's the only reason I knew who she was. Is it because of you? She's the best. She's like the nicest person ever. I have to tell my favorite. Well, Susan's going to be like, I don't know this story because I've never told Susan. Because I talk <laughs> about Susan for this story. But I went to go see Susan in New York like, oh, shoot, I don't know, seven years ago. No, eight years ago. It was a long time ago. Ten years ago. Who's the theater company? Oh, that's Adrian. Adrian? That's me. I wanted to eat chips and not be gross. Okay. Girl, you need me before the show. <laughs> before the show. Or the after. Box. Yeah. Or do like you do like Mike and eat after. There's a box of honey nut Cheerios in my in my bed still. <laughs> um so Susan and I I went to New York. <laughs> it's not better. It's not better. Um, Susan and I, I went to New York and I'm like, Suze, can you come see me? Like, I want to see you. I haven't seen you in years and years and years. And like, she told the story about how she moved to New York and she was like, I cannot live here. Like, I can't live here. Like, this is not. And then someone was like, just hang in there, let her and, and you'll figure it out. But Susan, when she, I met her and I'm like, this is so exciting. What do you want to do? And she's like, I think I'm going to move to New York. I'm like, well, that's fun. They're going to eat you alive. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to, okay. Yeah. Big cheerleader, New York. It's awesome. And so excited. And right when she moved there, she was a blue man. And I went there then and far and then fast forward like five or six years. And I went there and she's like, let's meet here. Let's do this. I'm like, okay, cool. So I meet her and we're walking through and she's like, oh, people in New York. And she's just like storming through the streets. Like, Come on, Chris, you got to do this. And I'm like, I don't know you anymore. Like, <laughs> so fierce. Like, she was just like, oh, tourists, you know? I mean, it was the most amazing thing. Like, New York, just like, she came into her own in this, like, unbelievable way. Like, she was, it was just so fun. And that was when I went and saw her in Rock of Ages. Well, oh. I got to see Rock of Ages, full um, original cast. I got to go up on stage and be right by the brass. I got to walk around. Um, Susan let me do all that stuff. I got to do Blue Man Group with Susan. Point. And, um, yeah, oh, I got Diva Point. Yay. <laughs> uh, I wore a lot of them. Make sure you make that note. Um, you played to your own episode. I'm pretty sure you started. <laughs> I'm sorry. I prepared. Aren't you better? I, I was on time, Rod. I was on time. Uh, but missed your entrance, but that's okay. <laughs> no, I made my entrance epic. You'll be talking about forever, ever, ever. You're like, do you know your YouTube's on? I'm like, no, I have no idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the radio caller calling in and their radio is on so they can hear themselves. You know? Dana's going to have a good cry after this episode is over. <laughs> forever, ever, ever, ever. You know what? That episode with Christy went so great. We should do it live every week. <laughs> yeah, Dana, I'm down. What a great yeah, episode. I'm in. Can I be one of the diva dads? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. We. <laughs> Who are you picking out, Island? What? 
Who are you kicking off? Well, Mike Kilgore, he's obviously deserting us. Oh. Oh. Eva Burr. Where's Kate Mitchell? Yeah, where's our thing of Kate Mitchell saying, Diva Burn? The live feed is getting that. Every time, her voice on the Diva Burn. Am I giving a lot of opportunities for that? You're doing all right. You're doing a good job. Cynthia, though, like set the bar, the bar pretty high, though. Yeah. Oh man, Cynthia she killed was ruthless. Us, I mean, killed. Cynthia us. was in a mood. It was great. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not sure if I can talk to Cynthia anymore. <laughs> she did apologize to you when she saw you. She did. She did apologize. <laughs> I'm not gonna apologize. Do you have any messages, Chrissy? Do you have any messages from your your other diva moms? No. For them or from them? For, For them. them. That's so fun. I well, first of all, I'm mad at Cynthia Bradford. Oh. Same. Because <laughs> Adrian was like, hey, we want you to do this thing and can you come and be a diva lady in your outfit? Like let's do this thing. And everybody's oh. like, sure, sure, sure. And I'm like, um, have you heard of the COVID nineteen? And I mean the COVID-19 pounds I've put on since March. Because <laughs> I can't fit in that outfit right there. But if you follow me on Snapchat, you will know I did fit in that outfit. You did fit in it. Oh, you go, girl. Just, you, just like I sat you, in the car. Yeah, watch Saturday night's show and you will see her. Yeah, but then Cynthia has yeah. to like take hers in. <laughs> and she's like her belt is flopping over and her lycra is all baggy <laughs> no ma'am <laughs> oh ma'am i'm mad at her for that because i was mad enough that i had to get in that outfit and be real chunky but i needed cynthia to just be like normal next to me and she had to be like real skinny like adrian <laughs> She would, Adrian was never like, even pregnant, you know, when she was like nine months pregnant, she still looked the same. <laughs> exactly. And she's 10 years younger than us. Guys, in case you want to know, she didn't have plastic surgery for that role. She's just 10 years younger than us. So it's like, oh, she looks so much younger than you. Because she is so much younger than me. <laughs> why? And then, you know, Cynthia and I are just rolling along, looking like moms, doing our thing. And then she gets the COVID negative 19 and she's like running and stuff. And <laughs> I'm fat and she's skinny. And it makes me sad. <laughs> I think it's about um, time to move to dads after dark. <laughs> I, I think we're, we're almost there. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, no, but okay. So she's our third, third diva mom. Um, so now I'm going to ask her the same thing I've asked the other oh. mom. Here we go. Can you tell me about your first impressions of each of the three diva dads? Okay. I'll start with Dana. She was actually speechless. <laughs> She's trying to think of like, when did I remember him? What is he memorable Well, no, for? I remember you in, in uh, My Fair Lady, because I didn't know you. I was like, who's that guy? In the golf <laughs> what i thought mostly because i knew most of the other guys i didn't know you 
Um, and you had a really nice voice and you did real good. And Alana like would chew you out of things with her broom. Like I knew you, I knew I, I had seen you. That was my first time. And I thought you did a really nice job on stage. And you know, in true theater company style, I was like, a man, <laughs> like, there's a new boy at the theater. There were Who's so many new men, <laughs> new men walk in the theater with every show. Like it's, an embarrassment of riches. The actual is he gay? Is he straight? Can he sing? Can he act? How far can we go with this? How busy is he? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Diva <laughs> So that was really fun. <laughs> um, I think the first. Was it uh, was or was that or no? What was your first show? Which one, Dana? Who, Who are you talking to? You kind of broke up. I was moving on to Mike. Mike, uh, it said oh. my internet. I don't know that Mike like, would remember what his suddenly. first show is. <laughs> I believe my first show. Thank you very much. Was Jenny Todd. Do you remember who else was in it though? <laughs> Adrian Rao. No, she wasn't in it. Oh, I'm just kidding. I saw that when I was there. Saw <laughs> that episode. Mike, Mike, name five other that. cast members from Sweeney Todd. Ready, go. All right, Roger Pine, Adrian Dobson, Paul Early, um, possibly Zach Bratton, and possibly David. <laughs> Only because he does every show. You're just making <laughs> stuff up. Okay, let me strike it. Name five ensemble members in Sweeney Todd. You did get one. Uh, you got back. It was me, and it was me, and then I was in it, and then me, and then Roger. Hundred percent. Diva Bird. Um, Who are your ensemble members? Oh Lord. Um, <laughs> I was very interested in my insurance business at the time. Balance business and the theater. I'll be honest. I did. I did not think it was going to be this hard, but here we here we are. <laughs> um. She's no longer with us, and she she's no longer up. with us. Who's the dead person? <laughs> Online? Well, no. Theater. Um, Lord. I'm terrible at names. Just don't. Yeah. Um, I think you saw about Christina Freeman. Christina Freeman. No, she wasn't ensemble. She was. Uh, Fair. Yeah. She was the one that was on top of the stage with where they were standing on the. No, that was a um, character name. Her name. The one that was on the stage with the there's, thing. There's she was the hot one. The there's blonde really hot one. Chris Haley. <laughs> but Mike, there's favorite. literally a song with her name as the title that Chris Haley sang. Joanna? Yes! There you go. Oh! Good job. Okay, that's, that's good. You were the you were the beggar, the beggar woman. I was. You were so good. Really good. Do you guys want me to cry? I can talk about student time. Nope. I don't want to see you cry. Well, no, uh, we have yet to, <laughs> I don't want to see her cry. Um, that was, that was like a weird um, moment that I feel like is a good thing for us to talk about on YouTube because, um, so, cause like you said, you weren't like there around at the time, but you knew something was going on. And I remember I was literally out on the curb, like taking a breather when you showed up to bring the letter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. So I need to I need to back up to the fact that I was in Sweeney Todd with Randy. Um, 
And Randy, like I said, was a method actor. None of us knew what Sweeney Todd was. Uh, when we did Sweeney Todd, it came out. It, we did Sweeney Todd like almost a year to the day that it came out in the movie theaters. So because of that, we had no idea what the hell Sweeney Todd was. Like most 90% of the people had no idea what it was. Um, and so Randy introduced the play to us as a Sondheim play. And um, it was it was so interesting to do that level of Sondheim with all of the weird minor chords. And um, I remember when the stage opened up, I was, Randy put us in like this triangle and I can't remember right now, like who was at the point of the triangle, but I was like here, I was like right off the corner personally. And I had, like I said, I was really big and pregnant. Um, I remember the most annoying thing about Sweeney Todd is that some people took the fact that we were supposed to be ugly, like properly. And some people thought that they should be really fabulous with like a dash of dirt on their face. And it was really <laughs> annoying because <laughs> you're supposed to be like dregs of London people, you know? So I'm, Man, Dana, this would be such a good time to do some post-production video of me and Sweeney Todd. I will I'll find those pictures. I'll I, share. I was so ugly. <laughs> oh, is that me? I can't see. Can't see. I was so ugly. I was so very. And so my point was that my mother watched oh, no, the show. New Sweeney. That's David and. The David and Roger. Yeah. Don't yeah. Give me that. We need like KP Sweeney. <laughs> No, but I, I walked out there and we're like, I turn the tale of Sweeney Todd. You know, and we're all in our thing. My mom was watching the show and she watched the entire scene and I sang my solo because, you know, it kind of breaks up in people in the opening number and I had one of those lines. She was like, well, you didn't come out till you started your pregnant thing. My mom had no idea it was on stage. That's how <laughs> ugly I was. That's how, like... I was part, you are part of the, people that don't, people that don't understand that sometimes you're part of the set, those people annoy me. Like, guess what? This is not your show. You are not, you are not part of the set right now. And I was part of the set. I was part of the ensemble that brought the whole thing in there. So I was ugly. I was old. I was big and pregnant and whatever. Um, but I remember there would be so many, there would be so many big breaks that no one was on stage except for the principals. Like the chorus is pretty small in Sweeney. It has its moments, but otherwise like there's just big jumps that there's no one on outside of the like five or six principal characters. And we used to, you know, go around and watch in the background. And I watched Randy do so many things. I watched Randy just in awe. And he, we did that. And, and, and so the, the current Sweeney Todd that Mike doesn't remember <laughs> I was um, Randy staged the beginning in the same way that he staged it when he directed it and was in it himself. So he had the big thing above the orchestra in the same way in the whole boat across the the river, and it, it, was, it was literally it was, the same. It was the same dinghy. <laughs> oh, same. it was straight up same thing. When sweet, precious little Blake Rogers and Tara Moran went across there, uh, and they were so good. He was so beautiful. Like they were so beautiful. They were just so perfect. Um, which honestly, like the second cast was too. The issue for me is the only time I 
saw that was when I gave Adrian my letter for Randy, but I didn't give him to it that day, right? Like I didn't give it to you came by during dress rehearsals and I was literally just outside having a moment and you just drove up like at that time because most people um, didn't didn't know how severe the situation was, Um, but you texted me and, you know, very point blank was like, all right, what's going on? And so I talked to you about it and you, you came that during tech week to give me a letter to give to him. Yeah. Well, that's what I, all of a sudden someone sent something. It was like hashtag because of Randy and I read it and I swear my stomach like hit my toes. Cause I thought I was reading that he was gone. Like the first, I was just like, what? And and that's when I text you and you're like, no. And I was like, I need to come see him. And she's like, like Christy's not really seeing people, but if you, if you write him a letter, I'll read it to him. Yeah. I don't really remember all that was on it. I was probably crying the whole time I read it, but I wrote a letter and sent it with Adrian. And then I knew how bad it was. I knew it was hospice and I knew it was the end and all of that. And I, um, I wanted to see, I wanted to come see Sweeney Todd and Jessica Lemons and I went to see it together. Yeah. Um, somebody she else was me, me. What? She brought me wine and snacks because that was, that was the night and she showed up right, right when we needed her with wine. <laughs> well, and well, no, and I was there for the, I was there for the production that they told everybody that he had passed. Yeah. So I came in but no one told me. I didn't know. They came, told everybody backstage. And then I think I knew. I think during intermission, someone told me. I think I, I, think I did. Did I? Like either, either you told me during intermission oh. or Roger came out afterwards and told us. Roger came out after curtain. Right. Like after, after curtain calls to talk. Um, but um, Rich Bradford was working the show that night. And I, I know that he was there and communicating it to people who were in the audience. Well, I know Jessica would remember better than me, but I, I do know for sure when I first got there, I didn't know. And that's why I tell you like the spooky kind of story for me is that I didn't know. And I'd done Zorba, or I'd, well, I obviously I'd done Zorba, but I'd done Sweeney with Randy. And it was such a pleasure to watch him on stage. And he would be very frustrated because he didn't have his voice anymore because he was so much older. And he was used, if you ever get a chance to hear Randy's voice when he level ridiculous. And so he hated that it was kind of like, I, you know, like 40 years of smoking gravelly, blah, blah, like all of that kind of um, voice. And he was not happy about it anymore. Um, Randy and I are exactly 40 years apart. So he died and his funeral was on my 40th birthday mm. um, because he was 70. He was 69. Uh, he was, he was about six days shy of being 70, <clears throat> maybe 10 because my birthday was on December 2nd, which was the day of his funeral. And he would have been 70 on December 8th. He died November 20, not your birthday, right? It was, it was, was the 17th. Tara's it was birthday. Before. It was the 17th. November seventeenth, sixteenth uh, or seventeenth. Um, but but two things. He was glad uh, to have died at the age of sixty nine, um, and he also was really glad to have um, 
not had to live through the Trump administration because that was honestly one of his biggest frustrations. He didn't get to vote <laughs> because he was in ICU. Um, and so it's a, you know, he wouldn't have been able to make it through the past couple of years anyway. So <laughs> his Facebook alone would have exploded. Oh, I was pulling pictures of him the other day um, for, for some of the stuff on Saturday. And I forgot how intense he was on social media about his disdain. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, he's so funny. Uh, yeah. But uh, the creepy thing that I was just going to say is that I, I came in and I watched the show Jess knew how much Randy meant to me and she knew how touching it was and I did too. And I'm like, I want to go see the show, but I don't want to go see the show because it brings so much memories back because I was in Sweeney Todd with him and all of that. And then I sat there with him. I sat there with Jess and she held my hand, but having Roger come out in that top right corner in the opening number and he's saying that opening number and, and Randy pretty much cast it where the entire theater is dark and he's just up there really, or like laid it out. So he, was, it. he was center, which is how Randy had, had done it. But there was this moment in that show where like the whole ensemble turns to him and we, at the break between shows is when the cast was notified. And there's a moment at the beginning when, when you know, Roger comes out to sing that opening number and the ensemble is split in half facing each other. And I was off, like that show was weird. I was either like, Right. on stage without everybody or off stage without everybody. And so I was off stage watching everybody. And so I would, I would see the sides of the stage slowly make eye contact and you, you saw faces just start like chins start trembling. Cause we were like ready to do the show. But then there was just this moment of like, Oh God, I cannot believe we have to do this right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and I, I had like over and over and over, I kept seeing Randy's face, like, um, just cover Rogers and it's like it was very weird to say that and I've told Roger this before but it was like it actually gave me peace to know that Randy had passed before the show because the entire time I felt like Randy was performing through Roger on stage I kept feeling like his face was like superimposed on Roger's face and all these memories kept flooding back because because of the way Randy at least in my memory because we used to run around and watch Randy do it all the time, but it was watching Roger was like watching Randy do it, which I, to me is the greatest compliment I can give Roger. So I mean that in a very complimentary way. And I sat there and just sobbed and just held my hand because she knew I just kept crying and crying and crying because I'm like, and I'm sitting here like, I hope he gets better kind of thing. And like, I can't believe I'm in the theater without him here. Like, it's so weird to be here without him. Um, but I think there's something so beautiful and so fitting about like a closing show of Sweeney Todd with Randy, like all of it, it just made sense. It just like came back around for me. Um, but so to transition to, I, I want to talk about real quick, Randy in Sweeney when he did it. Um, I was thinking about it and Amanda Morsi posted it on the YouTube feed, but do you remember the day where one of two things happened. Either Randy got lost and forgot his words, which we all know was likely to happen, or two, he used he blamed Theo for skipping a page in the score. But do you remember during Epiphany one night, he's on top of the house, 
forgets the word to epiphany and he just like shoots the razor up into the air and sings death <laughs> and eventually made it back. But I mean, Mike, you remember the song, right? Epiphany. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like a million words. Like that's the hole in the world, like a great back. Pa- like it's, it's so many words. And Randy was just like, Wah! death. And <laughs> do you remember that Christy? She's frozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I do. I do. Well, I'm going to be like super real here for a second. Like, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. Whatever. But I'm going to. Just like other times, like, you know, when people pass away, you make them into these idols and icons and like you forgive them of all of the, not even like the sins, but of the shit that you blame them for earlier. Sorry, words. Um but like the biggest thing that when Adrian was going to take on the director position at the theater company, I came to her and I was just like, girl, I love you. And you're so good at this and you'll be the best artistic director ever. But I just, I need you to know the level of crap that is going to get thrown at you. And that was the level of crap that got thrown at Randy every day. And I absolutely love that people idolize and iconize him now because he deserves every moment of it. He deserves every moment of it. But um, yeah, I mean, I remember when Randy messed up because sure as hell, you know, everybody was talking about it that night and continuing to do every moment because Randy messed up. Yeah, he messed up, you know. And so when I talk to my baby theater girls, give y'all a minute with Christy. When I talk to my baby theater girls, auditions do not define you. <laughs> what everybody in the TTC TTC think about you does not define you. If you don't get that role that you thought meant everything to you, it doesn't define you. And it just in the way that it doesn't define you and that you can't get yourself all wrapped up in that and mess with your own self-esteem. Randy had to work on that the exact same way because everybody came in there everybody was like I am five foot two and a female and I feel like I should have gotten to play Sweeney Todd instead of you like triggered crap that happened to Randy all the time and like you know there's people that you could even say well she may have had a point that maybe she should have got the point a no because you're not the director and b that person who may have had a little bit of a point, there was somebody else that's like way off the deep end and like a hundred times over. And so what I do love and what I treasure about my time with Randy is getting completely removed from the theater because I was so busy with my own stuff and becoming his friend and being able to be a confidant for him when it was just like, man, sometimes this is really hard, man. Sometimes this is, like, I love it and I do it because I'm passionate about it. But sometimes, you know, whatever, 28 seasons or 25, 26 seasons with the theater. Do you want to make multiply that times six and how many shows in a row Randy did? My life just flashed before my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Have any of y'all done three shows in a row? Have you? Like, director, yes. So you know what that feels like. So director's like, you know, so I... I enjoy uh, the thing with the theater and the thing with the village and the thing with getting older is that you become 
you become a leader because all the grown-ups start dying and then all of a sudden you realize you're a grown-up i don't know whatever that's my position at this point i'm a grown-up because everyone else that's older than me has either said i'm at the beach or i'm dead and so now you have to be the grown-up christy and this is what you you guys are left with (laughs) turns out but i know it's hard and it was hard for randy and i love to see him being admired now because he deserved it because he poured his life and soul into this theater and it was very fun to even get to tap into just a little bit of that you know so to randy randy lou the cutest guy i know um i did want to say this there was a couple things i wanted to say before we were done i wanted to say like when randy would talk to you and he would like look and he would like oh and he would eat his mustache that was really jarring (laughs) (laughs) you'd ask he's like do you want me to do this don't do that (laughs) oh she's frozen but his mustache was settling and weird thing i know exactly what she's talking about and that was very triggering (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so weird so weird um the biggest compliment oh first of all i was why is my internet connection stable? I don't this know. part Brian is trying to get his own charter so suddenly. It can be better. Christy, I'll let you get your internet together, but um, I'll tell you a real quick internet thing that had to happen at the theater company. So we're doing this live streamed event uh, on Saturday night that obviously requires like solid internet, but this whole week I've been there most evenings and the internet has been dying on me at 9.30 regularly, 10.30 every night. Um, so don't, but don't worry because the theater company bumped up the internet for the next week to <laughs> make sure that Saturday's gonna go off without a hitch. It's gonna be great. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> All right, Christy. Go ahead and take, take us out. What did you want to say? Mm, that Prosecco's talking. No, that was Mike. <laughs> that was Dana's big mouth. I know about Dana. <laughs> I know about Dana. Um, oh. oh, let's take us out. Oh, got you. Okay. I th- no, I was just no, no, no. Not no, you, no. Mike. <laughs> oh. Mike just, started listening. Mike just started listening. He thought he heard his name. <laughs> he heard his cue to speak. Take us out, oh, Mike. Someone <laughs> say my name? Okay, hold on. Wait, I said I wanted to say something else about Randy. Oh, my name for literally six months was Cha Cha. Yep. The first show I ever did was Grease. I was Cha Cha de Gregorio, the best dancer in the Tets. De Gregorio. And pictures on the Jeep. I. I need to tell you, I did a cartwheel with no hands. That's called an aerial, isn't it? It is. But Randy loved it. I did a cartwheel with no hands, and you would have thought that I just did like a double, triple back tuck. I was like, he was like, can you do anything? This is Randy. Can you do anything fun? I'm like. <laughs> Mike, everybody <laughs> sees the chat now on the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think. That's so amazing. I was like, I think I could do a, I think I can do a cartwheel with no hands. And, and then he can like act like he did it. Everybody's like, really? So I did this like cartwheel with no hands. But for like four months after that, through Showboat, through You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, through all of these things, he would be like, cha cha. And I was like, Christy, yeah. 
can you go and get this from wherever? <laughs> I did not. I was like, yeah, you don't care that my name is Christy. It was well, like years. It's not that he didn't care. It's literally that they just, it, I, feel, I feel like I do this now and I am not in my 60s. No, I'm with you. When people, when people are like, I met you at the village. I'm like, okay. <laughs> exactly. But I, yeah. So I was in the show. It's six weeks of his life. It comes and goes. It's whatever. But it was really great that I was Chacha de Gregario and Randy called me. That's what I love about it. And I told Rodney this. I'm going to, I'm going to say this real quick. Greece opened up the Friday after September 11th. So it would have opened up like September 15th or something, 2001. Um, and so it was really crazy. So obviously we had already, like September 11th happened during tech week, you know? And so we'd gone through so many things. It was just so crazy. And then <laughs> Susan's with me, Susan, you got me girl. Literally Randy comes around and he passes out. I'm tr it's rude to laugh, but it's very funny. He gives us toothpicks with well, they're essentially toothpicks. He gives us these little American flags on a stick and he gives them to us to like wave them. And he was like, I want you to wave them on the apron of the stage and sing New York, New York. And we're like, what are you talking about? Like, we are such dorks. We're like, this is so lame, Randy. We're not doing this. Like, you're doing it. They're doing it. And of course we were doing it because everybody's just in this like entire, like, just overwhelming uh days essentially because if anyone you know was actually alive in 2001 old enough to remember this like it was a very big thing but um we all right at the beginning randy would make a nice comment he would make some statement about our friends in the industry in new york that had just been attacked because it was so fresh and then we all walked out in our costumes and then we all had our toothpick American flags and we all sang New York, New York. And we're just like, the flags were just a thing. I mean, we could have done without the flags. It was the Randy sizzle was the flags is all I'm saying. And it was the whole thing. Ah. Yeah. So, ah. <laughs> um, and, but every night throughout the entire Greece, we would do that. And then the things would close and we're like, you know, like right off the bat, like you just like come in, it's like New York, New York, and do you ever, whatever. Like it was just like right off the bat. And um, it was a very, I know that's a different show. Smokey Joe's act too. It was a different show. What is the opening of Grease? Wasn't it the school song, Rydell High? Like, isn't that how the, the musical opens? So weird. Why isn't Kiki here? He would know he was Eugene. He's like the first thing on stage. He is. I know that's why I think it is the school song. It's like him and Patty Simcox at the high school reunion and yeah. then transitions to the rest of the show. So that's what I think is you're like really super somber and then like, Rydell, hi, blah, blah, blah. Every time. It was, it was like very, like the, the juxtaposition was just quite a thing. I um, said juxtaposition and I've been drinking for a second. <laughs> Before, okay. Many he was after dark as he was so funny. It's going to be great. Um, I think, so Dana, you pulled up a photo of the day. Um, did you want to pull up a fresh one or is that too risky? And you want to talk about, because I feel like we've, talk, we've talked a lot about Sweeney, which is great. 
I mean, Make that sure was the photo of the, like, the when I pulled it up just then, that's what it was, which is why I was like, oh my gosh, it's Sweeney Todd. David killing Roger. That was also, like, David's first onstage role. He'd only been in the pit until Sweeney. And then it was like, hey, take on this incredibly complex character. Cool. Um, all right. So then Ro uh, Rocky. Do you know like Whitaker was? I do. He's so creepy. He, he is super creepy. He owes me a video for tomorrow. For tomorrow saturday show like whitaker b-dub i gave you that yeah. name you need to behave make a video did blake give you one no i need to tell blake and jackson to give you one that would be amazing except i don't know if i can take much more <laughs> mentally well, i'm gonna get one and i need you to make me in it you're in it if you do the thing we asked you to do i know but i also want an alumni video it's been like 20 years. I'm We're so still here, though. That's a good thing. I'm trying to I get credit. I don't get a video because I'm still here. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rodney. <laughs> Are we doing Jennifer Riley? Do we have we, time? We got to push that off. Is, I am I, am I going long? Did it's I go long? Oh, kind of rat. worth it. It's good. Jennifer, Jennifer Riley. All right. We're going to play your video during Dad's After Dark. Mike, we don't have to put any pressure on you. Chrissy, do you want to say good night and send us into Dad's After Dark? <laughs> do I do like a dance or anything? Oh, yeah. my God. Well, it, whatever you do will be better than what Mike does. Oh. Diva. I need to get everything off my wall so I look like Mike. Do a hat on. He's about to be homeless. Topo Chico. Topo Chico. Okay, Chico. Oh, my God. Mike, take us out. <laughs> All right, folks. On a serious note, make sure you check out Saturday night. No, no more serious notes. <laughs> Saturday night, right, I guys. believe in TTC.com. Yes, we're going to Dad's After Dark. Good night. I believe. Good night. Yay, good job.